today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie We were talking on the programme a little while ago about the search in the UK for a man who was suspected of carrying out a chemical attack on a woman and two children. Well, the latest on that is that police believe that they have recovered the body of the Clapham Clapham alkali attack suspect Abdul Edzidi during a search of the River Thames. Scotland Yard have said this morning that the crew of a passing boat reported they'd seen a body in the water at Tower Pier in central London at four o'clock yesterday. That body was recovered by the Met's Marine Policing Unit and detectives strongly believe it is Azedi due to the distinctive clothing he was wearing. That attack happened on the 31st of January and the search has been ongoing since then. Now it's that time of year again. The air is filled with the cries of wailing cats prowling about the place marking out their territory, looking for a mate and it's also the time of year when vets are saying if your cat is intact, you should strongly think about bringing him or her in to be neutered. Well, Sarah Boland is one of those vets and she's here in the studio now. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. It is the time of year, isn't it, for this? It is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's I suppose we never really get a rest from it, but springtime is when it kicks off quite intensely. And cats are prolific breeders. Yes, very prolific breeders. Um, And they, they, they can have multiple litters per year. Even when they're nursing kittens, they can get pregnant again and they can they reach maturity very young so as young as three or four months they could be mm-hmm. um, pregnant with kittens okay so, so they, they start very early yes and then it is very regular so yes. you, you'd be talking about the population increasing very rapidly if they're not neutered absolutely yeah there, there are some statistics on it where they have you know done the the maths taking into account survival rates of feral cats and a, a population of 12, 12 cats in I think it was eight years could grow over two million cats. That's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. But that's, it's left unchecked. Of that's course, a, a yeah. really good illustration of what can happen. Are you involved in this scheme yourself, where feral cats are caught and neutered? Yeah, so we're actually quite lucky in Ireland. We have multiple cat charities, and they work really hard, and they work with local areas. So there's different charities in different areas, and they usually partner up with vets in the area. We have various charities that we work with in Highfield and. They do a program called Trap Neuter Release, where they catch these feral cats, bring them on into us. We neuter them, and then they get released back mm-hmm. into the area that they were. In. Well, I often tell my children that it's like herding cats trying to get them out. So, how do you do that? And um, there are um, cat traps. They're quite a long um, uh, tr- a cage, and the way they work is that you put food in it, and when the cat steps into a certain point, they stand on a pressure plate, and it closes the door behind them. So. It's a very humane kind way of catching them. Obviously, they're feral. They don't like human contact, but it's much kinder in the long term to get them in and get them neutered than have them Mm. having multiple litters of kittens. They must be dangerous then once they're trapped. How do you deal with them? Um, We usually sedate them to handle them. So we give them a kind of a a distance check to make sure they're breathing normally and there's no obvious concerns for sedation. And then we'll give them a sedation, check them over and then they get their anaesthetic and get neutered. And get neutered and that's one way of doing it. So if what you're saying to cat owners, pet owners, is you're strongly suggesting that they get their pet neutered. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, Male and female cats, as I said, they reach maturity quite young. When they are in heat and when it is breeding season, 
both male and females can be quite loud and they can try escape the house. So we have kittens jumping out kitchen windows trying to find a mate and they're just more likely to get injured. They're more likely to get lost. And then you also have the impact that if they do end up with kittens, you're now responsible for getting them to the eight week point and finding a good home for them. And mm. it is it isn't easy. It's very difficult and it's a lot of responsibility. Well, I'm sure some people say to you, I quite want my cat to have kittens. <laughs> yeah. I have nieces and nephews who mm-hmm. are, you know, only mad to have a kitten. Yeah. Like, what do you say if people want to their cats to breed? Um, there are a lot of unwanted cats out there. There's a huge amount of kittens without trying. Um, but as well as that, it's all well and good when it goes to plan. But it doesn't always go to plan. You can have cats that end up needing caesarean sections, cats that can't feed their kittens. So you're now up every two hours bottle feeding kittens. And, you know, there is such an overpopulation of cats um, that we really don't need to breed more. But even aside from that, the complications and the financial impact and the time impact for a person who decides to breed their cat can be quite significant. Does the behaviour of the cat change once they've been neutered? Um, they're usually less likely to roam. They tend to hang around home more. Some people report that they're slightly more affectionate. Um, I think there's just fewer peaks and troughs with the mood swings um, because when they are in heat, they are very determined to leave and they can be grumpy. Mm-hmm. And the um, tomcats fight, right? Tomcats fight. Well, both. Yeah, both. Okay. Yeah, Male and genders. female. Yeah. And those fights can be fairly vicious. They can be quite vicious, but also with the fighting, they can transfer disease. And some of those diseases don't have treatments. Um, you know, they can get feline immunodeficiency virus, which has no treatment. It's lifelong and it, it's life limiting condition. So it is important in terms of maintaining their health and preventing illness. Mm-hmm. It's very impactful to neuter your pets. And for the male cats, the testosterone, if mm-hmm. they haven't been neutered, that makes them want to stay in that fight for longer. Yeah, they're Some, a bit braver. <laughs> sometimes till the death. I mean, these things can get very serious. You can see very vicious fights. And to the point that like, they could be fighting up a tree and fall out. They go onto the roads. You know, it is, it's not, you'd never want your pet to go through it. But also for the people in the area and if traffic and things, it can be quite dangerous. So um, it is just best, like cats' mouths and nails, they're quite efficient at transferring infections as well. So even if it looks minor... They can get very nasty infections and they can become very serious. Yeah, and we also hear as well about the environmental impact of a very high feral population of Mm -hmm. cats because what do they eat? Well, we're happy if they kill vermin, but the bird population suffers. Yes, yes. So there is, and it's a a conversation I often have with my husband. I think he's, he hates cats killing birds and you can't, at the end of the day, they're, they're predators. They're going to do their natural instincts and part of that is hunting and they do impact bird populations and obviously the higher population of cats particularly feral cats they have to find their own food so by controlling those population it helps to manage that. Now we have a couple of listeners who have problems with wild cats coming into their Mm -hmm. garden so I have seven wild cats in the garden says this listener and Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, So with that, a lot of those cats could be entire and your seven could turn into a bigger number very easily. To be honest, wherever area you're in, the best thing you can do is reach out to one of the local cat charities. There's so many of them and they're quite good at pointing you in the right direction in terms of either the veterinary practice that they're linked up with or 
Um, some of them will rent out those cat traps to help you catch them so they can be neutered and you just pay a deposit and when you return it, you get it back mm. because they are an expensive bit of kit. But there, are, there is support out there and a lot of those cat charities, if you utilise them and you can, I would say, you know, give them a donation. They do amazing work and they work so hard. But that would be my first port to call. And beyond that then, some people want a cat for outdoors. You know, um, in some farms, they might not have a barn cat to control mice and, and rodent populations. So, so they're useful. They might be able to help you find mm-hmm. a relocation point. But if not, having those cats can actually prevent new cats joining the, the area. So um, by neutering them, it controls the population to a, a known population of cats. And then, you know, they're neutered. They're not going to breed and it stops. So catch them all, get them neutered yeah. and you might be lucky enough to just have seven. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. there any way to keep cats out of your garden, though, if you if they're if they're not there mm-hmm. and you want to stop the problem mm-hmm. happening? It's very difficult. There's loads of things you can get on the market that are sprays and um, things that you plug in that's supposed to supposedly emit a noise. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen anything really effective. So if the if the, the gang of cats, what do you call a group of cats? Gosh. A gang. Let's yeah. call them a gang, right? A gang of cats decide that they want to live in your garden. There's yeah. not much you can do about it's, it. It's very difficult to get rid of um, like their stray population. It's like saying, you know, there's a fox in the garden. Yeah. They just, they exist in the environment and the best thing you can do, I suppose, is population control. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there are loads of charities that help um, with that. Okay, well that might be the answer to this other listener who says a lot of stray cats are coming into my front garden to do their business. Mm-hmm. What business is that? I wonder. Uh, it could be a couple of things going on there. <laughs> I run them if I catch them, but they come at all hours and I'm less keen to garden. So that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. That person, you know, isn't as keen to get out there. Yeah. But again, the cat charity might be able to help in that case. They could uh, They could definitely point in the right direction. Yeah. The other thing with gardening, there are some plants that cats like. Oh, so catmint. I know you kind of you'd almost guess it from the name, but they actually it, it's like what makes catnip. And it does attract cats to your garden. Right. So by planting that, just bear in mind that you might be Attracting setting out them. a beacon for the yes. local cats. You're inviting them, yes. laying down the red carpet for the cats. So we might as well just touch on getting dogs neutered yep. as well. Is that approach slightly different when it comes to neutering dogs? It is slightly different just because our dogs have are a much wider size range. So we have little Chihuahuas and Great Danes and they all reach maturity at different ages. And um, our male and female dogs, we take a different approach to. So generally, the recommendation now is that we don't neuter them until they've reached physical maturity, that their skeleton is fully calcified, that they've no more growing bones and that their muscle mass has established. And it just helps prevent things like joint issues as they age. Um, So it's definitely something that it's best to work with with Mm. your vet. But again, Dogs Trust had a, a kind of a campaign out recently saying that 2023 was the largest number of surrender requests they've had since they opened since in 2009. So overpopulation of dogs is, right, is a big is a issue. Big problem. Yeah. Ellen in Wicklow has texted us to say a feral cat came into their garden at the beginning of COVID. He was totally feral and wild. He didn't like humans. We managed to trap him. We had him neutered. We called him Buddy. Nearly four years on, he's now the loveliest cat. He follows me everywhere. I say Buddy adopted me. Well, yes. there you go. Worked yeah. out well there. Absolutely. Sarah, lovely to see you. Thank you, you very much uh, for coming in to us. That's Sarah Boland, our regular vet. That's all we have time for. Thank you very much for listening. The programme was produced today by John Byrne, research by A.B. Philpin Bowman. Our broadcast coordinator is Jarlath Holland and Gar Duffy was on sound. Let's go over to Louise.